0: It's Juliet. We're about to do jam session, but first, now that the college football season has ended. We've rebranded our Ringer University podcast feed to be Through the Ringer. This is your go to place for our weekly wrap ups of Ringer podcasts called This Week in Ringer Culture and This Week in Ringer Sports. Those come out on Saturday. It's also where you can hear some of our special projects, one off stories, and new shows we're working on behind the scenes. So if you want to hear all of our best culture and sports podcast moments and some of our special projects, subscribe to Through the Ringer on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to them. Let's jam. Welcome to Jam Session. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. It's a week of passions. We're just leaning into the things we love, namely real estate, which is coming at the end. Grey's Anatomy, kind of. Coming, well, coming in the middle. One member of one, Grey's Anatomy. One Academy. member of Grey's Anatomy and all of the riches in the world. And first, big little lies news just broke. Luckily, we pushed back our taping today. It's come to light. It's come to it's broken to out to the news that Meryl Streep, of, she of 22 Oscar nominations, will be starring in season two of Big Little Lies. Or if not starring, appearing. I think that she'll play a major
1: role because she's Meryl Streep.
0: How much do you think she's getting paid?
1: I'm so glad you asked because I have the facts right here. According to Variety, she will make around $800,000 per episode. And there's 10 episodes. Uh, I don't know whether they've announced that there were seven of the first right. season, seven or eight of the first season. So I can't imagine they would do ten, making
0: minimum five million dollars off of her seven episodes. You
1: have to assume that that is kind of the asking rate for Meryl Streep's time.
0: I think that seems low, to be quite honest. Well, maybe she's doing it for fun. Or maybe the role's not that big. Maybe Meryl Streep, like
1: the rest of us, watched the first season of Big Little Lies, thought it looked like a great time, wanted to visit Monterey and look out on the ocean through some. Glass and decided to sign up.
0: So, spoiler alert: she will. She's playing the mother of the deceased Alexander Skarsgård character.
1: Yes. Can I I read the description? Please do. Streep will play Mary Louise Wright. So they've thought this out enough to give her a character name. This is real. This is happening. The mother of Perry Wright,
0: who spoiler, got pushed off ded dead staircase down staircase. Yeah. Shout out Zoe Kravitz. So Meryl Streep
1: will be concerned for the well-being of her grandchildren following her son Perry's death, Mary Louise, arrives in Monterey, searching for answers. She is going to be pitted against Nicole Kidman and presumably the whole rest of the crew. Yeah. So
0: basically, Meryl
1: Streep is the villain
0: of Big Little Eye Season 2. Which is great. I th- who Which character from her past do you hope she most resembles when playing this? You said it best. She needs to be doing Devil Wears Prada, Meryl. Yeah. yeah. Deeply skeptical. Yeah. Extremely cold holds you at a distance. underminery. Yeah. Doesn't yell. What if she decided to go as Julia Child?
1: <laughs> well, she kind of did. I've been saying this a lot, but basically Meryl Streep in The Post is her Julia Child impression, but with slightly more gravitas. Sure. Like when she finally, have you seen The Post? Yeah. No, so, sorry. I thought okay. you, no, I haven't. Not to spoil anything. Go but, ahead and spoil it. I'm never well,
0: seeing
1: it. first of all, I had a great time, but The Post revolves around whether The Washington Post should publish the, the Pentagon papers right. or not. And Spoiler alert, they do decide to publish them because the Pentagon Papers made it into the world. So kind of the climactic scene when Meryl Streep is facing down a group of men and everyone's saying, don't publish, don't publish, legal issues, blah, blah, blah. When she finally decides to publish, she just yells like, we go. And she kind of like does the hands in the air, kind Whoa. of like she's like, butter. Woo. Woo. Bon appetit. Yeah. And it's like basically the same Julia Child impression. That's so, really funny. Yeah. It, I loved it. I had a great time at the movies
0: watching The Post. I assume we'll be getting a lot of Kidman and Streep together then. You have to assume so. And
1: you also have to assume that Reese Witherspoon will, her character, will stick her nose in the business, in everyone's business, and they will fight a lot. And kind of what I'm imagining Is peak high strung Reese yelling a lot versus Uh ice cold Meryl. Right. I can't wait. Yeah, because you don't want them both yelling at each other becomes too much. You kinda want Meryl to bring her scary reserved. Sure. Have I ever told you my personal anecdote about Meryl Street? No, you haven't. Please do. Just really reminded me of this. I went to see Gypsy on Broadway Mm. with an ex boyfriend's family. And I wound up sitting literally next to Meryl Street. Oh
0: amazing. Like I
1: Me and the seat next to me was Meryl Streep. Gypsy's a real classic. Yeah, but so here was Meryl's M.O. at the Broadway show. So every time there was a laugh line, the whole theater would laugh, pause, and then Meryl unleashes like her amazing low Meryl laugh Uh that echoes through the theater and everybody recognizes instantly that it's Meryl Streep and there's just a moment of letting Meryl (gasps) laugh. Wow. And then the show goes on. Do
0: you think it's like that everywhere she goes? Like, can she ever be just like, a woman in a, in a shop probably because then she
1: goes into nancy myers mode right
0: i guess so you can
1: imagine her being like oh this lavender ice cream i can't sleep blah i don't know I sh- then i suppose you realize you're with meryl streep
0: back to big little lies anyway so let's address the controversy briefly
1: sure there are there are a group of people in the world who number one do not think that big little lies should have a second season okay And number two, are very dismayed that Meryl Streep is going to be a part of Big Little Lies because they think, I honestly don't know what they think. Maybe they think it's beneath her. Maybe they think it's- stick to
0: movies? Maybe they
1: think it's legitimizing a television show that shouldn't exist or something. I don't really know because I think this is whack. These people are wrong and I'm extremely annoyed with it. Stop your whining. You're getting seven to 10 expensive episodes of television Starring a bunch of women you like and they're going to yell and throw wine at each other and there will be oceans and probably a bad school play. And great
0: and great tunes.
1: why why do
0: we have to be so ungrateful? I don't know. It's to the same people who are who are just immediately like, Do you really want Oprah as president? Like, yes, we agree. Probably not as president. But like, let's just take a moment and have fun. But that's
1: the stakes of that are kind of the future of the country. This is just a television show on HBO. Like who who cares? yeah why are we mad just I, accept the nice thing or don't watch it and keep watching your like you know weird cartoon show or whatever you watch I don't need this
0: I yeah I, I agree with you like it's just great it's like this if we're ha- I, I kind of understand they'll like give us one season and let's move on vibe but assuming we're getting a second season why wouldn't you want Meryl Streep in it I don't know they make
1: a lot more seasons of a lot worse than this oh definitely That's kind of where I am definitely
0: well I wanted to ask you like how you're feeling about the the uh award season tour that Big Little Lies is on right now.
1: I can't believe it's still going. I know. It's long. I was thinking about this recently. You pointed out in our last podcast that the Golden Globes are kind of awkwardly timed TV-wise, yeah. and it never really makes any sense. And that's true. But, you know, then they also shit up at SAG Awards because actors acting. and so Great I, explanation. I mean, that, that's, that's why it is. It's the Screen <laughs> Actors Guild Award. They're a part of it. So I was kind of thinking maybe the Emmys should move up. Oh. I like award season is award season. Yeah. And it's fun to be able to compare them to each other and build the narratives or whatever nonsense you know you want to say. And the Emmys are kind of the outlier.
0: I think it was Formally in early September because there used to just be one TV season. Exactly. That started the end of September and went to the end of May. Right, but that doesn't really make sense. Right. Anymore. It doesn't it doesn't anymore. So I, it's a that's a good note. Like one would maybe like maybe in non-Olympics years, it could be in March or something like that.
1: I feel like the Oscars should still get the hammer.
0: Sure. So maybe they should be late late January. Yeah. That seems great. Globes and Emmys in January, Grammys in February, Oscars at the end of February. That seems great with me. Okay. We've we've done it. Get yeah. It. Award seasons, people, let us, let us know if you want us to weigh in on anything else. Yeah, we're
1: available for consults.
0: You're known as a big Reese head. Yeah. Who's your second favorite Big Little Lies lady right now? You can include Streep if you'd like, now that she's in the mix.
1: My impulse was to say Kidman, but you really got to make some room for Dern there. Dern's I killing yeah, it. Yeah, I don't think Streep has earned it yet.
0: Can we talk about Kidman for a moment? Because I have, a, sure. I have a, some, a secret to share. Yes, go. I don't get Nicole Kidman. Well, that's kind of the point, right? Is it? I just feel like men love Nicole Kidman. Well, she's beautiful. I have just never really thought that. I certainly haven't thought it in the last 10 years. I guess, she, I, far and away, Nicole Kidman, yes. Absolutely. Beautiful. Yeah. But, like, plastic surgery, Nicole Kidman, less into it. Well, I mean, and I, I don't want to be, like, judgy for plastic surgery. I don't know what it's like to be a famous woman in Hollywood. Right. But, like, I just feel like there's so much fawning over Nicole Kidman, and I don't, I don't really get it. She has a kind of cold, distant beauty that a
1: certain type of person, and I'm not, I won't even say men, I think there are a lot of women who think she's the most beautiful woman in the world. Okay. My money is still elsewhere. I actually don't know who I think the most beautiful woman in the world is, but I, I know what you're saying. I also appreciate that she is attractive to a certain group of person. And I also think kind of her demeanor and reserved nature
0: appeals to certain people. Uh, not you and me. No. You no. and I like big personalities. Yeah, totally. I, I also just feel like whenever she wears a prosthetic or a wig of any mm-hmm. kind, yeah, it never looks convincing. Maybe no. because she's so specific looking. But like when she was in um, The Hours, I was yes. just like, this is a joke. Well, that, was, whi- that was just her,
1: ridiculous. That was insane.
0: Her wig on Big Little Lies, I also find weird. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just, I'm always so aware that I'm in. The, I'm watching Nicole Kidman it's like never a character. I, mean, I think that's not my, my number one. I think that's my, my like, my own problem with Big Little Lies to the extent that I even have ones. And just like, eh, Nicole Kidman, okay, don't need it. I thought she was great on the show. I don't know. She's just, she's just not for me. So it'll be interesting to see her with Meryl, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think that that'll be really fun.
1: It's also nice that Alex Scar- Alexander Skarsgård just won't be a part of it. And yeah. it really will just be about a bunch of women This point, at this Can- point. I hope it will be. Me too. Yeah. I also would like more Zoe Kravitz. I think that they have to do, if they don't, fully explore the zoe kravitz character then this season is doomed that was the biggest problem with last season in part because if i recall correctly spoiler again but also this show was on a year ago so get your act together she was the one who actually pushed him yes that's certainly true in the book and i believe they did that in the tv show as well so you have to then give that character
0: a life or else that, that it makes no sense um did you see the rumors that she's dating drake is she Again, I feel like Drake is dating
1: someone every day.
0: Yeah, that's exciting. Uh, we can move on to our next topic. We just want to mention, yes, never, never enough mentions the fact that Lisa Bonet is now married to Jason Momoa, and Jason Momoa is like legitimately obsessed with her. Wow, it's so wild. This is why the- I- Jason Momoa is the best. I love him. <laughs> Here's what I have to say: the Big
1: Little Lies universe is rich and complicated and has many different avenues that we can explore. I'm glad you put it that way because I'm so tired of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes, here we there's go. There's so many other universes I'd prefer. That's great. Like like on screen and off. It's Big Lies
0: universe, Lisa Vanderpump universe. Great. Like, there's just so many other ones yeah. that I'm more interested in. And now in.
1: Meryl's involved.
0: Yeah, I know. It's just getting better and better. Just whole worlds we can explore. It so. This does feel like the real, like, antidote to, like, the Marvel movie world is yes. like the Big Little eyes TV world. Yes. And like, let's just go to like other coastal towns and, you know, some Jane can keep on moving. That would be great. Yeah. Okay. Let's uh, talk about our sponsor. And then we got two hot stories.
1: Juliet. Yes. Fun fact. Unlike flights or other travel, hotel rates actually get cheaper at the last minute. In fact, Hotel Tonight partners with awesome hotels to help them sell their unsold rooms. Which means you get amazing deals. All it takes is 10 seconds, just three taps and a swipe to book a room. I've done it. It's extremely easy. There are no long, endless lists of a zillion hotel choices. Hotel Tonight only shows you the best deals at the best hotel. It's perfect for if you're busy or you don't want to overthink things or you just need to go on a vacation right now. Plus, you can book up to 100 days in advance in top destinations and up to a week in advance everywhere else. Book next week tonight, book next month tonight. Book Valentine's Day tonight. Ooh la la. I know. Wow, that's coming soon. Ow, ow. It's great for last minute getaways or a quick staycation, whether you're a planner or like to leave things to the very last minute. And with Hotel Tonight's HT Perks program, the more you book, the better deals you get. So start scoring amazing deals at incredible hotels and download the Hotel Tonight app now.
0: Okay, Amanda, we didn't record last week. What a big story draft, um, one that I spent approximately five days discussing. Yes. And it was an as told to piece in The Hollywood Reporter from the one and only Dr. Meredith Gray, known to many as Ellen Pompeo. And it's all about how Shonda Rhimes empowered her and inspired her to get the best deal possible. And that deal means $20 million a year from ABC, points on the back end of Gray's Anatomy, and her own um, production outfit with the office on the Burbank lot of, uh, of Disney Studios. Fuck yeah. And you want to know why I say fuck yeah? Because uh, Ellen Pompeo said fuck several times in this I was told to. I just did a control F and it came up 10 times. Yes. So
1: in addition to a nice story about asking for more and your value on a woman, etc., which we'll come back to. This is just an extremely candid interview. Extremely candid with cursing and some side references to the fact that Faye Dunaway drives a Prius and the kind of frankness that you do not get from a celebrity really in any context, but certainly when talking about money. Yeah. And everyone got really excited about it.
0: Um there was a lot of like cheering yes. on social media, a lot yes. of like yes, Queen, which yes. is something I don't ever say, but I felt the same way. Um And I was, like, really excited. What did you think about her Faye Dunaway comment, which I will read to you before we get to it? Yes, go ahead. So she's talking about how she, why she wants to get all, why she feels important to get this deal. And she's talking about, like, other precedent in Hollywood. And She says, quote, I mean, Faye Dunaway is driving a fucking Prius today. Now, there's nothing wrong with the Prius. but My point is, she had no financial power. We're going to invoke change that has to be a part of it.
1: And so I believe you used the Faye Dunaway quote to ask whether she fully understood how this interview was going to run.
0: Yeah. And so, whether
1: it was going to just
0: be a monologue from Ellen Pompeo. I'm not sure she knew it was an as told right. tale is is my point.
1: I think that's a valid point. The Faye Dunaway quote is... It, we're starting with the least flattering part of the article. And please know that we will go back yeah. to the more flattering parts. I just parts. want to address the yeah, controversy I, up top. It's not great. It's definitely... I don't know whether I would say this, but I might say something like this. Sure. And I know what she means by it. And it also is something that I would say in private and then feel bad about because I was being a little snotty. She just means that Faye Dunaway is not getting the same treatment as other people. And she uses like a particularly ubiquitous L.A. vehicle to paint that image. It's. I, I, I agree with you. I don't think she really thought through what it would sound yeah. like.
0: I, 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 I don't. Yeah, this is. And I think the reason that's got so much attention was because of the way she delivered it. Like yeah. she is really she's really direct about this. Like she talks openly about how she knows she's not going to get movie offers when gray's yeah. anatomy is presumably over in 2 years mm-hmm. when she'll be 50. Um she talks openly about how she felt like her career was ending when she was mm-hmm. 24 and gray's was like something she didn't even want to do and um she's just really pragmatic about being a working actress. Like yeah. my mom points out that there's like not like a lot of like craft or art in here and I was like mom like sh- it's a job. She's yeah. done over 300 episodes of this show for 15 years. Like anyone who does anything with that much repetition, like they treat it like a, like a a job. And I think a lot of, there's just like so many things that this crystallized for me. Like when an athlete is like, it's a job, I'm just trying to be a professional. Right. Like we applaud them. There's not like, for, it's not like for love of the game all the time. Yes. So like, let's applaud Ellen Pompeo for being like a shrewd businesswoman Who's also like, you know, who happens to be an actress. Yes. She says at some point she's explaining that,
1: the decisions that she made may not be for everyone. She says you have to be more interested in business than you are in acting, which you don't get that awareness from a lot of people of that what they do is also... Well, some people just want to do it for the money, and some people kind of want to be an artist but also want to be rewarded for it. And she seems to have, like, a very solid perspective of where she is in the industry and yeah, what absolutely. she wants, and wants to ask
0: for it. I-, I thought one of the coolest things about this was how much credit she gave Shonda. like. Yes. That's awesome. Like, yeah, can I
1: read this? Yeah, but,
0: yeah, please do. So she says, maybe it's my Irish Catholic upbringing, but
1: you never want to be perceived as too greedy. Or maybe it's just that as women, that's our problem. A guy wouldn't have any problem asking for $600,000 for an episode. And as women, we're like, oh, can I ask for that? Is that okay? Which if you take out the $600,000 figure, which I have no familiarity with, yeah. um, that that is a feeling that I personally have familiarity with. I have watched a lot of women in professional settings worry about the same thing. And watched a lot of dudes not have that problem. So I related to this part. And then she brings in Shonda. She says, I'd call Shonda and say, am I being greedy? But CAA compiled a list of stats for me. And Grace has generated nearly $3 billion for Disney. When your face and your voice have been part of something that's generated $3 billion for one of the biggest corporations in the world, you start to feel like, okay, maybe I do deserve a piece of this.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I when I read that line, I was like, oh, it's very shrewd of CAA, both in both empowering yes. its client right. and also getting money for itself. But yeah. that's what you know, that's what the, that's what being an agency is and CAA is in a particularly precarious moment, I think. Yes. Tied to all the Harvey stuff. But, you know, that's doing right by its client, I I think. Another like particularly interesting part of this to me was it came out that she writes, she talks about how she approached Patrick Patrick Dempsey to negotiate mm-hmm. together and he she never he never wanted to right. and she doesn't know how much he made. It definitely made it seem like they did not have a particularly cordial relationship by the end. Right. And when he was um, killed off the show, it was like a pretty fraught moment for her because of the way their professional lives were so intertwined. And I was like, damn, they're good actors. They don't like each other. (laughs) And I deeply believe in Meredith and Derek's love. You are famously on the record as believing that characters
1: should not be killed off they yes. should be recast i
0: thought he should have been recast
1: do you having read this do you still yes. stand by it that would have been
0: an even bigger fuck you to him i guess that's a good point yes there's nothing there's if i'm an actor like and they decide i mean that's just saying like yeah you're replaceable like we will just replace you with a different actor it yeah. would have it would have been completely crazy but i think they should have done it i mean like grace has so many crazy things i know but there's no way they could have pulled it off practically speaking i guess that's the thing i
1: like about this is how practical <laughs> yeah. it is
0: and like it does on un- when. I didn't mean to cut you off but i feel the same way yeah. like on the one hand like you know this is a show that i deeply love and like i'm so invested in but i also like admire the frankness with which she talks about her job yeah. and like what it's like to be a woman in her 40s in this industry yes. and i always like when jennifer lawrence like wrote that that thing about like um unequal pay i was like whatever you're a rich actress or whatever right. but I definitely felt emotional reading this being like, yeah, good for you. Like ask what you're, what you deserve. And like at every level of employment, women should do that.
1: These conversations of Hollywood pay are always tricky because the, the money is so astronomical. Yeah. You know, for example, the Mark Wahlberg, Michelle Williams kerfuffle that happened recently, which is that they were both on the film, all the money in the world that had reshoots because they recast Mm -hmm. Kevin Spacey. And it came out that for the reshoot portion of that film, mark walberg negotiated and was paid 1.5 million dollars and michelle williams was paid nothing right um so which is just a galling sum on its own but it's also sure. just kind of like if someone's being paid 1.5 million dollars for 11 days of work it's just it's the same thing with six hundred thousand dollars an yeah. episode it the sums are so large that they become unrelatable at some point Yeah, absolutely. you can't imagine it and there is a danger of talking about these things of suddenly feeling like we've saved the whole world because a TV star got paid $300,000 more than they were being paid, and that doesn't really solve a lot of the problems. But I thought what was really helpful and what made this article so important is that she really does talk about the psychology behind so much of it and how she felt about it and as much about the attitudes and practical thinking that a woman needs to have in order and the hurdles that a woman has to get over in order to ask for a raise or ask for how much they're worth and i think like this is an interview that you can't apply the sums in the situations yeah. but you can supply the attitude and the empowerment which is not a word i hate usually using but yeah. i felt the same way of just like oh right i can go ask for what i'm worth as well
0: yeah i think there's like some sentiment behind it and to the point about the reshoots for all the money in the world yeah. like we don't know what was in Michelle Williams contract versus Mark Wahlberg. But the point is, and Ellen Pompeo gets at this is that like it's standard that he has either more leverage or a different kind of negotiating tactic to get more money. And that speaks to the system. And then, and that's what she's speaking to as well. The, the system as it currently exists doesn't work for Ellen Pompeo and doesn't work for Michelle Williams the way that it does work for Mark Wahlberg or maybe Patrick Dempsey. And like, that's, that's the point is like, the The important upshot to me from, like, all the Time's Up stuff is, is not only um, voicing sexual harassment and abuse when it happens, but also finding structures and systems that do work because the ones that we have so clearly do not. And, like, yes. that's why it was it's really cool. And, like, even, even what she says about, like, she, you know, I'll just read this part about negotiating with regards to Patrick Dempsey. She says, "Um, there are many times where I reached out about joining together to negotiate, but he was never interested in that. At one point, I asked for 5000 more than him just on principle because the show is Grey's Anatomy and I'm Meredith Grey. They wouldn't give it to me and I could have walked away. So why didn't I? It's my show. I'm the number one. I'm sure I felt what a lot of, th- of these other actresses feel. Why should I walk away from a great part because of a guy? You feel conflicted, but then you figure I'm not going to let a guy drive me out of my own house. And even that, when she's still not even getting what she asked for is empowering like again like it's like it's that word so overused but it's true it's like she's taking ownership this is her fucking show and she's like gonna do it her way i don't know i i just found it to be um exciting and also i support people speaking in honest ways that make people Mm -hmm. uncomfortable because just because it's uh, uncommon
1: yeah absolutely we don't talk about these things and we certainly don't talk about them this way with figures and frankness and talking about feeling anxious and not knowing how to
0: get over get around these problems sure Spent so many years being like, "Wow, that Ari Gold on Entourage, like, yeah. let's talk about money. What a lovable asshole, or like, what exactly. an entertaining asshole." Can Ellen Pompeo be like an entertaining asshole, and that's enough? Like, why does she have? She's a woman, like, so that just makes it different. I, I don't know. I just I thought this was really cool, and like to the extent that there was any like backlash, I was just like, yeah, I don't care. I had a great time reading it. Me too. I really I, did. It, it was, was fun. What? grace and we came back last week, and it was a great episode. Man, oh, man, I love it. Meredith saved the day. It was great. Okay. And for the final section of, of today's podcast, let's discuss our other favorite topic, other than Big Little Lies and the Shonda, Shonda Universe. That's another cinematic universe I'm here for. Yeah, Shonda's. Right. Uh, real estate. Just a couple of news and notes in our celebrity real estate corner. Did you want to start with Hillary Duff? I would love to start with Hillary Duff. Do. Yeah. Um, there's news today that she's playing Sharon Tate in a movie. So I was looking at like this weird Hillary Duff right Twitter fan account, which should then... clarify, not in the Tarantino no. Manson movie, in a different
1: movie about Sharon Tate.
0: Bad beat to be in the other Sharon yeah. Tate movie. Yeah, that really sticks. Right. Um. Through this weird Hillary Duff fan account, which I should maybe follow because I'm a new, recent devotee of the television show Younger. Great. I came to see this art, this Better Homes and Gardens spread about Hillary Duff's vibrant Los Angeles home. Yeah. First note about it: yeah. a lot of muted pinks, a lot of like millennial pink, and a lot of like blush colors. Yes. Which puts her very firmly in, like, the I'm 29 years old category. Yeah,
1: I'm 29 and I've been on Pinterest. Yes.
0: And she admits that. She says she makes boards all day long. And I'm
1: taking Pinterest literally.
0: Yes. So she's got some highs, one of which she's got a really nice front double door, which she painted to be, like, a blush color. Okay. The door is extremely wide. It's a double door, side by side. Yeah. So that's weird. It's not like this is, like, some palace and it's not like she's a really wide human. So I don't know why you need such a wide door. And I've actually been looking at a lot of LA real estate lately, just because I'm obsessed. And there's a lot of like wide door frames. I don't really get it. It's inviting. You've got the space. Why not? Also makes it easier to get furniture in and out of the That's home, which point. is like a practical concern. That's a really good point. I think that like, I just would like, she has very narrow windows next to the doors. I would go larger windows. Smaller I assumed doors. that that was some sort of what's
1: the golden ratio, you know, architectural sure. principles, et cetera. I, I don't know. There was some sort of blog devoted to the study of McMansions and why they were good and bad. I mean, it was just like someone with some architectural knowledge and a lot of free time. But there is some sort of ratio with window and closed space to open space. So I assume that it's about balance.
0: Oh, okay. Thanks, Amanda. I mean, that's a real full of shit answer, but that's my best guess. Okay, And then. Things kind of devolve a little bit f- once we enter the home. I
1: gotta say, this is not the worst no, celebrity home I've ever certainly seen. certainly better
0: than Mindy Kalins. I was
1: n- thinking that and not going to say it, but then you said it, and I agree.
0: Um, and it's, it's worth mentioning because they both have a lot of, like, busyness going on. A lot of bright
1: colors. Yeah. A lot of bright patterns. Yes, she has a, a lot of patterns. One yeah.
0: high is that she found three vintage sort of pink inflected rugs cut them up and sewed them together to be a runner for like her statement staircase yeah and i actually really like that i think it yes. looks really nice also it's cool they're vintage and already like worn in rugs so that when you walk on them you won't feel bad like you're wearing them out that's
1: true the other thing to note here is they work because the rest of the room is muted is white and wood. Yeah. yeah
0: okay I, I also like that she went for white and wood not black and wood i agree completely black and wood is um i like it it's just kind of overused it's also just so dark. Don't you want yeah, your home to be I think it's better for a city light? for like a city like urban environment yeah. because it's already dark, but like yeah. in a, in California where there's so much light, it's just a, a weird look. Um okay, moving on. I want to talk about her living room because she explicitly says that she was going she wanted the quote unquote cozy and lived in vibe even though it was so stylized okay. and she picked legitimately the most uncomfortable looking furniture that like they should have in a hotel in Palm Springs and okay. never in someone's house. Yeah. Like in a ho- like a Palm Springs hotel lobby replete with a cactus kind
1: of art deco they're a velvet plush vibe i actually like the chairs to be honest
0: i think with a more comfortable looking couch i would be more into yeah. them but the couch looks really uncomfortable can i
1: ask you does anyone ever sit in an armchair in a living room ever has anyone ever actually used an armchair for the purposes so i of a, sitting in
0: it i have a recliner does that count
1: a recliner is a usable piece of furniture these are clearly statement chairs that's true they're statement you know chairs. and so you there's like a whole mid-century modern category of the velvet statement chair and I love them and they look great and they come in many shapes and sizes and colors. And has anyone ever used them for the purpose of sitting? No. Okay. So in this sense, I kind of like them as structural pieces. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. It's not cozy and
0: lived. in. I guess if you have a big enough home, your living room doesn't have to also be your TV room. Because That's like true. because for I just says like well what I want to sit on that couch for hours and watch five episodes of the Crown right, but there's no, no TV in here yeah so I guess she's not watching TV I in guess here this
1: is like would you have a glass of wine and some hors d'oeuvres when you have people over for dinner in this room I
0: guess but that this couch is just not going to be kind to crumbs it's not going to go well it's true one wine spill and the
1: whole game's over yeah exactly okay. exactly yeah. I just
0: I can't I don't know bad living room and then it gets kind of worse she has then she has like a bar like a I can't tell if this is like her main kitchen or a bar it looks but, like. The kitchen she has like that what's that pattern called like iscat, cat yeah. she has i like, ICAT tile for her backsplash and also for like the kitchen bar it's just it's kind lot. of everywhere she has really nice blue blue wood cabinets that i happen to love right and those would be great if that was like a feature wall with white subway tile or a cream or even like a very light yellow of some kind yeah but the i cat like, is like just so overwhelming i can't i just can't got five accent walls instead of the one. Yes. It's like it's like it's called a feature wall for a reason. You have one of it, which again, which is just Pinterest. Yeah, it's a problem. Yeah. Um, and then our dining room, I actually like a ton of light. She went pretty classic. It's like kind of like an art deco chandelier type of thing. Fine. Have fun with your light fixtures. I don't want any part of that. But anyway, it's fine. Um, and then her bedroom also has a crazy feature wall. And like a bedroom is just not is not the place for the feature wall. That's for your living room. So
1: she just has a very busy wallpaper choice behind the bed. Yeah. And it looks like a Vampire
0: Weekend cover or something. Yeah. Um, and I just want to say then she has an outdoor bar. Oh, my cool. God. The iCat's back. And the iCat comes back. Ah, There's more iCat tile. Yeah. Hillary. Let me. You want to know what? This is very younger. This is like a, they do a ton of patterns on younger. Yeah. Here's my 20 second pitch. Great. Go. If you got some free time, and I know you do. Because the crowd you've probably finished watching the oh crowd. this is a
1: pitch to me personally i thought it was to the people of yeah. the you, i thought it was to the jam are, session
0: community you are the jam session community That's, thank you so much please watch younger it's okay. so entertaining and fun and easy and there's two great guys on it who are like respectful and wonderful and like really make you like want to cheer for them yeah and Sutton Foster is, like, the most underrated actress on television. I I, fucking love her. All of this sounds great. How many seasons do I have at this point? You've got four seasons of 12 episodes, but they're 20 minutes each. Oh, it's 20. Okay, I can do that. 21 minutes per episode, basically. Four is a lot. I wish it were three. I gotta be honest. I'm gonna do it. It's only 16 hours. Come on. Oh, my God. I, I I did it over the course of, like, six days. Yeah, no, I know. When
1: you like something, it's easy to do that. Okay. All right. So the other thing we want to talk about is that I have been watching a lot of Fixer Upper recently. Yes. And Juliet has been cooking some opinions about HGTV for a long time. Yes. There's, and you wanted to share
0: that. They're only half baked right yeah. now. Yes. So this is a great testing. Okay. Ground. Well, first of all, give me like your top three bullet points about the television show Fixer Upper. I which is of course the Chip and Joanna Gaines Yeah. Show. Magnolia Seed and Supply
1: Yes, I find Chip and Joanna very likable and I understand sure. why they got a TV show I was like oh I get it I understand why some home renovation shows you know I understand why some shows work and some shows don't and it's because personality so I like them just, Texas seems very flat
0: yes it is <laughs> it's like I, every single home that they you understand show, the, where the farmhouse comes from when you watch that show
1: yeah but it's just kind of like everything is just it looks like the same lot and then three and this is kind of this is the transition but I know Juliet's philosophies or Juliet's feelings about an open plan home yeah and Chip and Joanna love them an open plan home
0: I have I have a conspiracy theory about the rise of the open plan floor open plan home on television yes so much easier to film in. So much yeah, easier. It's a great point. If you have an open home, with like just like with mm-hmm. walls of varying heights mm-hmm. and like a, you know, a really like easy pass through, you get way better shots and it's yeah. a lot easier to film inside that home. Yeah. And the light's better. Yeah. And, yeah. And so it's like, it's almost like it's for television because it looks better. Right. But it is not for watching television. Right. That's my number one complaint <laughs> well, about,
1: about an open floor so plan. So the reason we talked about it, and as Juliet knows, is that I currently live in an open plan home. Yeah. It's, I didn't build it, I'm just renting. you but have a little bit of a, like a cutoff. We though. have a divider wall yeah. and it's like too tall to see over. The, they're kind of like two feet between the. Mm-hmm the ceiling and the top of the wall and just enough room for a lamp that my husband has decided to place there, which drives me absolutely bonkers. But it's still there. I don't know. It's really weird. But the television is not in the kitchen. You can certainly hear the television from the kitchen. And if you stand at one corner of the counter, you can see the television. But it's not close enough for me to be like following what's going on in a program and also be cooking. That's why it's perfect for sports. It's perfect for shows I've already seen it's perfect for movies that I have to watch or television shows Mm -hmm. that I have to watch for work purposes and like really don't care about. And then just kind of like can hear a piece of dialogue every 15 minutes and someone can fill me in,
0: but I want to invest it younger. So I'm not close enough. Okay. Fair enough. Um, how do you feel about the kitchens of, of Chip and Joanna Gaines in general? I
1: like them. I mean, I just, I think that's
0: what they're best at is kitchens.
1: Yeah. They're good at kitchens and they're good at natural light. Yes. They really do. And again, this is part of the open plan. It makes it much easier. But they do open up these kind of... It makes sense for a fixer-upper.
0: I think, the, like, yeah. if I'm just talking, like, uh, if if you are really on a... I mean, I, I will be, when I finally own a home, on yeah. a tight budget. Then, like, yeah. I kind of understand when people consider it. But I just don't think it's really, like, that functional. I, I also, like, I like to have separate spaces. Like, this is where I eat. This is where I watch TV. This is where I sleep or whatever.
1: So would you have... If you didn't have an open plan home, would you have a television in the kitchen?
0: I think... I would have, like, 10 years ago, but yeah. now I'm like, oh, we'll just get an iPad. Oh, interesting. Yeah, get, like, a big iPad or something. Yeah. Watch it that way. It's, like, become so communal. You can, like, watch sports while you're cooking or, like, I think it's actually best for watching sports. That's the what we do. Yeah, yeah. And that's
1: kind of, and I, like, basically don't really watch them. And so yeah. I can kind of hear what's going
0: on. One thing that I always find so funny about Chip and Joanna mm-hmm. is the, like, is I love when they just, like, oh, we're just going to pull over on the side of the road for this uh random yard sale that's happening. Right. How lucky we found it. Like, okay, right. cool. Like it's the worst, the the most egregious example of that is always on Ina when she was like, wow, I've come to this great market to pick up some beautiful. It's ridiculous. In Ina's defense, at least she's like,
1: this is the place that I go and this is my best friend. And it's not like we randomly found this like beautiful. Chip and Joanna do a lot of the random
0: though. Yeah. And like, okay, so you just happen to have your pickup truck with you the day that you buy this like 500 ton vintage wood door that you'll be gifting right. to someone in their reno right okay sure I, i'm like both so dubious and incredibly envious of their warehouse space yeah. where, they, where they keep all the trinkets
1: so they have a very specific design style which yeah. is the west elm design yes. style as well and and which because of west elm and urban outfitters and i suppose all the HGTV shows has kind of taken over a certain market yes there was a good piece uh, last year or a couple years, I guess, in Atlas Obscura by oh, Kate yeah. Wagner, and it was about how beige took over American homes, and it talks about that was how a the great piece. First round of HGTV really pushed the beige, yes. and then it showed up in all our parents' homes. But I feel like now we're on round two, which oh, is yeah, the, West the um. succulents, the West Elm, yeah, kind of half mid-century, yeah, mid. It's a kind of like mid-century cottage splash wall. Hillary Duff has clearly been yeah. watching Fixer Upper completely. Yeah,
0: it's it is like there is like a real just monochrome yeah uh, except in hillary duff's house of 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 of, of interior design in america a lot of it's kind of HGTV. i'm gonna i swear i'm gonna write about this okay well that's great it's it's coming particularly because i i just was a huge while you were outhead i used to rush home from school to watch it great show love real estate um thanks for listening to jam session thank you to meryl streep thanks to meryl thanks to alan thank you to hillary duff and joanna gaines and chip too great guy thanks for listening and of course thank you to hotel tonight we will be back in two weeks